What are you doing? He's giving you the finger guns. Finger bang, bang, bang into your heart. Oh, okay. Fair enough, I guess. Can't argue with that. Yeah. Um, I I realize this is what we're trying to push behind a paywall, John. That's not the way to get our best foot forward. Well, is that uh, I was telling Asher this um, over Mike, and it's that I we've been friends for a while, Shane, and I I'm pleased to know that I find that there's new things for you to dislike about me on a, on a weekly <laughs> basis. <laughs> Like I, I like finding those things. Like we spent, we how many car rides? Like, like if we had to think, how many hours we've spent in the same vehicles each other? Without question. And these behaviors never like manifested somehow. Mm-hmm. I think maybe it's because we were like in the honeymoon phase. It's certainly possible. Fair. Or yeah. my uh, my tolerance has just started to <laughs> gradually deplete over the course of years. I mean. So. I, I, I it entertains me to no fucking end of this point. Well, I'm very <laughs> glad that I can still manage to entertain you with my disgust. <laughs> Other people Goodness fell off gracious. that wagon much faster. <laughs> um, Asher also hit me up with an interesting tidbit. He wants to work on a cover. You know, when we can finally get into the same room as each other. Uh, he wants to do an indie version of Unsainted by Slipknot. Well, I would have had to have heard the song first in order to get excited about it. So uh, I don't think it's supposed to be exciting other than like Asher shit on the song originally. And then he goes, you know what? That would be kind of fun to flip on its head. Okay. Well, I will give it a listen and see whether or not that tickles my my funny bone. But uh, tell him we'll do that once he finishes that drum cover you asked him to do two months ago. Ooh. Oh, oh, but you know, the, the mics and the, the cameras and mm-hmm. the- it's really hard. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, that's enough dogpiling on our other band members because this is how we take out our aggression. Love days, you, Ash. Uh, <laughs> I just completed season three of Hannibal again. <gasps> Ooh. And <sighs> I have to tell you, I am still continually impressed. There are some taffy pulling moments over the course of that third season that kind of raise my ire a bit, like the, uh, you know, to have the loosest tie into Hannibal Rising ever imagined by having just random Asian girl. I'm like, it's not even his aunt. So why in the hell are you including I forgot about that B plot. Yeah, it's bad. And then she just randomly pushes, uh, you know, our our favorite character off of the back of a train for no reason. You know, what are you going to do? I, until, I've been thinking about that show a lot recently because of reading Red Dragon and wanting to dive into rewatching the show. Mm -hmm. Um, but I think what stuck out in my mind, because it reminded me like almost actually it probably was a nod to the movie, the cell is when as Beverly Katz gets uh, cut into pieces. Yeah. Yeah. And she gets hung in a tableau, like in different sheets of glass. Mm-hmm. So like, depending on where you're standing. Well, because you know, she is a, a scientist and that is what her job entails is breaking things down to their bare elements and trying to see them. So that was the closest thing that he could give to her as you know, his esteem for her. That being said, I cannot handle having another show on my radar right now mm-hmm. to try and rewatch or watch in general. I broke down and I have a random number generator app for <laughs> for games and for TV slash movies so that like 
like I have my my rich my morning rituals kind of changing Ooh. a little bit. Bless you. Thank you. Mm. Um, it's changing a little. Bit. <laughs> Not intentional interruption. I'm sorry. I had to sneeze. Changing a little bit to the tune. We're like now I'll play Dead by Daylight in the morning since I'm reading in between. So I feel like I'm knocking those out. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I'm forcing myself. And this is all going to change in, in two days, you know, when I actually get back to work. Um, but now like a hit the RNG. It's like, all right, what am I watching? Oh, okay. Metalocalypse. Okay. Watching one episode. Okay. I'm ready to play a game again. All right. RNG. Oh, fortunately it landed on Dead by Daylight out of the 12 options I have on there. Um, Are they all Dead by Daylight? No. John, <laughs> how much time did you spend in prison that requires you that you can't have any form of free will, that you have to have something forcing influence over you? Does your wife actually hold you down so much that you no, can't make it's... any even fun decisions? You Have, have you have been moved else? to the food bowl? No, it's because <laughs> I don't know if anyone, if you guys can help me here, but I have so many things that I want to do that I feel conflicted trying to make the choice. Well, like, I want to watch, I want to rewatch so many things, but there's only so many hours in the day that I feel inefficient where I'm like, okay, like how can I spread this out? Like I need a schedule to like try and get this done so that it's stops circulating in my mind mm-hmm. it's like why i leave books in certain places in my house so that i see it every day as a reminder of like do this at some point do this <laughs> there's nothing wrong with that at all as someone that suffers from decision fatigue essentially all the time like it's good that you have these sort of uh I, i'll say coping mechanism even if it, it take it as you will but i i yeah it's a positive uh connotation on my end uh yeah these uh coping mechanisms that help you motivate instead of just sitting there for an hour and being like well now what do i do and you just waste time doing something that isn't as productive as like you know watching something you actually want to watch instead of like being on reddit for an hour or watching random youtube for an hour and being like well that was a use good use of my time god may not be real but do you know who is real rn jesus <laughs> see this is i don't have any problems whatsoever and maybe this is just i am less sort of add or yeah i was gonna well, uh, a goal-driven person but excuse I, me add hasn't been an actual diagnosable uh thing since the 90s okay it was oh, so you have nothing to blame on. your bullshit on no, no, it's ADHD inattentive and ADHD uh, hyperactive, okay? Uh, uh, be with the, today's culture. Well, right. how about you're both inattentive <laughs> and hyperactive, you dumb mealy mouth fuck? I have. Ooh, how about you just shut up and I sit have. back and let the adults finish talking, you silly sack of shit, as I was trying to get to. <laughs> yeah, or you why don't you sit back and edit the episode? You're the goddamn PC I don't police have your on me here, yet, you bitch. stupid son of a whore. <laughs> so the reason I am so impressed with what they had to do with Hannibal, to my point, is they actually had to reconcile a plot line from three different books in that third season in order to fit oh. everything into that bag. So they had to call together Hannibal, Hannibal Rising, and then pay off the Red Dragon subplot, which the whole series is based on Red Dragon. So they really masterfully pay homage to the source material of all three of those things, juggle a lot of things. So in spite of the extraneous taffy pulling that we really could do without, 
I'm continually impressed by how faithful they are to the material, how well they fleshed out the characters in addition to what was not on the page because they really have to get creative with some of the psychological underpinnings that they play with. And Tom Harris, oddly enough, is what sent me spiraling down the depths of depravity and darkness that I did when I started getting into the idea of studying serial killers and the you know behavioral sciences and the FBI profiling and all that stuff was by Tom Harris reactions. So. I will say after reading all those books from Harris, the, uh, there's a serious part of me because I think I read them when I was around 18 or 19 and a serious part of me was like, I think I want to, I want to go to Virginia. Like, you know, like I want to, that sounds like not fun, but it sounds so fulfilling and it sounds exciting in a weird way. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Fuck. I, God damn it. I love that show. I am still salty that it ended after three seasons and that we didn't get uh, Starling and mm-hmm. we didn't get, silence era stuff however i mean they're all alive still and And you don't need need will to come back right the thing that they actually did though is that you do get a modicum of silence of the lambs because they do pay off certain aspects of that storytelling and they actually do fly dialogue over from all of the books so there are lines that to the astute observer or to the harris aficionados if you will they you'll actually hear starling lines in other people's mouths and they pull dialogue to kind of keep things in character and that's how faithful they are to the written material that they are literally like uh, the lord of the rings pulling from everybody so yeah that's brian fuller right yes brian fuller who also and did he american is gods. american gods yes yep. there we go so trying to tie that in Michael, I'm sorry. Tell me more about your illness that's not quantifiable or certifiable or listed in the DSM-5. Excuse me, it is listed. I am actually officially diagnosed as ADHD inattentive. Okay, so it is 80... What? Oh, he's trying to get you a tissue. Can you get it from there? Can you pick it up? Because I've got... Damn. Uh, for descriptive Ooh. audio, uh, Shane picked up a box of Ooh. Kleenexes to try and hand them through the camera to Michael mm-hmm. because it appears that and he is burned. crying. So, uh, John and I have something me. in common. We both have Ooh. to have a lot of Kleenex in our offices. Damn. So, my Kleenex head. <laughs> I got to use that old like sock. Whole, yeah. You, Man, you, guys, something. you guys are Sorry. wasting rope. I mean, Just no, I say drying it. it up. Yeah. Yeah, I thread Send it together it to in the... paper dolls and tie them. <laughs> you guys do not want to uh, look in my freezer. I I send it to the seed bank in uh in uh Norway or Iceland or wherever the fuck it is. Uh, save well it for <laughs> that. I'm so... that was a CD joke, Michael. I'm sorry, I can't appreciate it. It's uh, fair. It, it doesn't deserve appreciation. That was John terrible. for your for your nightmare uh, fans here for those that love Night Vale. I started, I got the audio book, as I have for all the other ones, of the faceless old woman who I secretly lives in your house. I fucking cannot wait to read that. I turned it back in after two chapters. What? It Awkward. Was. She, is, she is my favorite uh, side character in that whole she show. She is great as a concept. Holy hell did it like wear thin with me really quickly. Because the whole, it's all in her voice. It is the voice actress who does oh. her on the show who is reading it. And it's, so it's purely from her perspective and it starts getting into her backstory. 
and as with most of my complaints about Night Vale, is they've gotten to the point of being so absurd that it's almost incoherent. Did you like It Devours? I liked it, it Devours after I got past the fact that I was, you know, fatigued on that show, I think. If we're talking about decision fatigue, that I, I think the absurdity fatigue is a real thing for that show. Uh, so once I got past that and kind of got back engaged with it, yes, It Devours was a fun book after a while. I liked that. I liked that book a lot. I think it's my favorite Night Vale chapter. Is is that? But it, it was entertaining. I certainly think I I took to it faster than I took to the original Welcome to Night Vale book. That Same. one had some major hurdles for me. So likewise. Uh, but what's funny is that I say that, and in that same breath, I started reading the book of or the novelization of Alice Isn't Dead. Which and how's that? Is I haven't another, even listened to that podcast. Then the podcast to me was again another word. The way that they stylistically threw it together was so incoherent because it's her. It's a woman who's trying to find her wife, who she was told was dead, who is not actually dead, and so she's out going and wandering the wastelands of America mm-hmm. as a truck driver trying to find her wife. And so part of the podcast conceit is that she is talking to other people on the CB and it's just rambling sort of thoughts that occur to her and they are not profound. They're masquerading as being profound, but they're not. So when you take that element out of there, the plot would be then piecemealed in between these little breakups of her going, when is a plane, not a plane, when it's not apparent, when you can't see it. It's something that's intangible that you can't touch unless Michael's touching it on a keyboard. Mm. And so you'll get that. And then it's all, oh, and then I'm back at this diner and the thistle man is eating an omelet and he's getting greasy. Oh, that's episode one. Yeah. Yeah. And you're like, okay. And so I tried about 25 episodes of that podcast and I hated it. Couldn't stand it. The book I have greedily devoured and sped through. So, okay. I guess it's just something about the medium or maybe there's a, a greater deal of cohesion or taking the voice acting out. I don't know. But as I've always proven, I'm not ready for it yet. Eventually, I might be, and well, I apparently am. I will report back on Faceless Old Woman when I, because I'm not going to listen to it. I'll, I'm going to just read it, and I think maybe take to your point, taking the uh, the narration out of it mm-hmm. might, probably will help, or the voice narrating. Yeah, because I like her voice in the show, um, but it does get a little <laughs> ASMR esque. She doesn't also, have a lot of range to her voice. Well, as we've said, too much of a good thing right true it's really she is nice as a point of sort of levity and contrast to cecil who to me is the reason i love that show there's like Absolutely. it's about 60 percent content 40 percent cecil got it yeah uh, so I'm michael speaking of well no I, I i wanted to have you i wanted to listen to you guys finish your thought because i had a, a segue um actually into next well not next week's topic, but actually, okay, that, this is actually what I wanted to talk to you guys about. So um, after the whole conversation about like making more piecemeal things, I found that at least a lot of the ideas that I have going forward are piecemeal enough to where I can actually do many episodes almost every episode. Um, we can test that out if you want where kind of like what you would do, Shane, where it would just be like a 10, 15, 20 minute long thing. Yeah. Um, uh, because like I, like I teased with that picture of just the empty warehouse with the uh, kitty sized ball pit in there. Um, my, I finished DashCon and I'm ready to present that whenever. But the connection, the segue is that um, 
the Welcome to Night Vale is actually part of it. Ooh. Oh. They were invited to do a live reading there. And I thought that was funny when I was doing the research into it. I'm like, oh, this is, this is going to be something that I'll probably tease and hope that you forget John um, by next. Uh, oh, I will now. Yeah, exactly. And I so. think sort of depending upon the execution and I, this was my first attempt at kind of loose, uh, loosely throwing together a narrative for the topic. It's really difficult to get off of the reliance of reading the topic. Yes. And very, very much agree. So it really, it sort of, it hinges on you as a presenter being able to off the cuff, just sort of throw out a story and know enough about it and be knowledgeable enough about it to extemporaneously speak about it and try to put a summation that's coherent. Mm -hmm. And as evidenced by my attempting to put together coherent sort of uh, boiled down plot points of my immortal, it's not always the easiest thing to do extempore. So yeah. I have difficulties with that. That that's why like I'm okay if we don't end up doing it, but like <clears throat> the episodes that I want to do like at least the episode itself, the theme, uh target whatever will be very very easy, simple like if you look at the Google Doc, I've added like probably 6 or 7 uh new topics uh twitch plays pokemon event rainforest uh sleep cycle the haunted arcade game sleep experiment i actually added close to like 10 things here okay most of them are very very like simple easy like obviously i'll use discretion if it's something that's like a longer thing i'm not going to do like hey this is a free form here let me talk for an hour and a half on my thing but if it's something that's like dash con talking points less than three pages so literally half of what we've been presenting i don't know what your how many pages yours your thing was today shane but uh i think today's was between four and five and i even cut it down because i skipped big segments of actual written out text trying to just sort of do a quick make it organic yeah yeah and that's kind of like what like the same thing as how my notes are going to be forward like I'm going to reword it in my own font and my own text. And then if it's extra stuff, it's a semi, it's like an added bullet point. If you have questions about it, like that way, if there is conversation with the point, cool. If there's not, then cool. The the way that I tried to envision it when I was thinking about it is that it gives us more opportunity to talk amongst ourselves and actually just put something forward as a point of discussion and have it less be the focus on our finding what the lies are and coming up with things like that. Whereas us just kind of doing a, you know, your mom's house podcast kind of thing of let's put this up for, you know, submitted for your approval. Here's a person who likes to, you know, shit and piss on poutine. What are your thoughts? And then we can all just kind of dive in there as opposed to this, mm-hmm. like one person lecturing the other two. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, on this postscript conversation and some ideas, um, mm. these, Supplemental episodes mm-hmm. aren't really, uh, they're never going to exceed the time limit that Zoom prohibits. So in order to sh- save Shane some time, um, if either Michael or myself want to host them so that you're not stuck 
having to go back in to export another file, we can do that too. He said that last week that he does them whenever he feels like when he comes in next, okay. which, which is perfectly fine. Like we don't, we don't ever need to post these, especially since there's no editing involved with them. They, they can go live whenever. What my thought was is uh, I will take my time once we are done recording this while this compresses is when I can throw together the artwork for the next week's thing and then post it that evening. So that, okay. that whole that folded in so that I had a task that I can keep going so that I'm not just sitting here twiddling my thumbs. Also, I'm going to go walk around because I did not get my full exercise in today so that I will be doing once we finish here. But mm-hmm. uh, I'm also, I'm not quite certain how I feel about the artwork stuff going forward, whether or not, like, do we feel the Instagram bits and me posting things up for youtube is a worthwhile endeavor like is that really something that we feel gets any kind of listenership for us or if it's just kind of pointless i want to i want to be like you know the optimistic person and say yes Mm. it should and like yeah but like i'll be more realistic and say that'll probably be more that'll probably be better when we actually do get enough viewers where they are responding because mm-hmm. i understand where you're coming from and that's why like i may have joked about it but i'm in 100 percent support like support of it that like if it's not worth your time because there's only eight or nine people the same eight or nine people um responding to it like i don't think you really need to worry about it like if, if you just have a template yeah, you know, instead yeah, of having like, trying to scour and find a picture every week, or you know, putting yeah. together, even though you're you are very very good at it, I love. Yeah, I, I that's um, that's why I was like well, I I hesitated because I really do like what you do. Even if you, but, if you just had a backdrop, like hmm. just black backdrop with the disinformed logo, and then episode and episode name, that would be sufficient too. You mm-hmm. know, so right and Whatever. that's not you know instagram fodder at that point that's basically just me changing it for youtube because instagram i still don't have a good idea of how to appropriately engage there fuck dude there. i don't even have that figured out for our band like right. it's it's such a crap <laughs> there are there are months at a time where i'm or i feel like i have it figured out and i've said this so many times by now it's like there's no rhyme or reason to it unless you are an influencer and you are actually making money off of the sponsorships. Like at that point, that's the only time where it's worth putting the amount of time that it would take. Cause at that point Engage, that is, yeah. that is your job, you yes. know? Mm-hmm. And last I checked, it's none of our jobs. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I would say whatever, it sounds like a cop-out answer and I promise you, I'm not, I don't mean it this it's way. It's okay. I'll probably agree with it. Cause I know what whatever, I, I think. Yeah. Whatever makes you the least stressed and the happiest while doing it right yeah i was gonna say pretty much verbatim like at the end of the day this is still just for fun Mm -hmm. yeah exactly yeah i just feel like it you know it's one of those things once you pick up the ball you don't want to just drop it and go like oh well fuck it i'm just throwing my hands up because then it feels like (laughs) that's systemic (laughs) so then we all just kind of go well no one cares we're not even keeping the fucking instagram up anymore (laughs) speaking of balls uh did you win your playoffs in 2k I am presently in the uh, conference finals against the Dallas Mavericks, oddly enough. Uh, And I have taken game one and they won game two. And then that's when I sort of stopped. My back has been bothering me again. I don't like being sedentary and just sitting all the time. So sitting and playing games for long stretches has started to kind of take a toll on me. So I'm specifically like getting up and trying to find, because I'm used to walking around all day at work. Yeah. So it's really starting to kind of take a toll on me physically. I, I can imagine. I yeah, so I just cut the playing a bit. That's fair. Fair. Yeah. I am ex- 
there's a good plan for for my job as far as the, like the, the reopen so i'm really i'm that's good i'm proud of new management uh actually being competent <gasps> um yeah, yeah that's good no that's good like i'm, I'm happy I'm, like considering I'm, the conversation we had like yeah. you were very despondent so that's I'm good super proud of them but now like i'm getting my head wrapped around the fact in a positive spin of like holy shit i get to like be on my feet because of the same the same note of like I, I did that workout for two months. Like I didn't miss a single workout for the first time ever. Like I did the whole 63 days without missing a beat. And the entire time I was doing it, I was like, can you imagine? Like I could only imagine if I did that while working how I used to, like I probably would be like skin and bone. Mm-hmm. So I'm <laughs> like, like my step counts, like were crazy on an average shift. And then watching how sharply it declines, like when I don't have anywhere to be. So I'm I'm excited to get back on my feet. Yeah, that is my I because I have been trying to avoid going out as much as humanly possible. Just yeah, it makes understandable. Sake. I mm-hmm. can't walk around as much as I used to, and it's so the way it manifested on me is that I now look like a guy who did like a quick stint in the joint. So my arms got a lot bigger, and that's basically the only exercise I'm doing is just like curls and bands yeah. and working with free weights, and so I've like it's no small wonder that I'm starting like just even going upstairs now wearing the mask. There's three flights of stairs or four flights of stairs in this building to get me from the lower level to my office. And by the time I got upstairs with the mask today, I was huffing it and I'm like, Oh, I'm getting out of shape. This is awful. So So is that what you're going to do is just go do stairs or are you, I basically walk for the most part because that's what loosens my back up the most nice. is walking Makes tends sense. to take the pressure off of that nerve. That's how I rehab whenever I have an issue with my back. So that's mostly what I've been doing because if you do stairs, you have to lift, you've got back problems. So you have to yeah. pick your yeah. leg up and that makes it worse. So And then, yeah, and it's also bad on your knees as well. Like Right. So it just, you know, trying to figure out ways to baby myself, but also force it and stay active and loosen up and things. So it's, it's always just a process of trying to figure out how to make it work, but it's made it to where, you know, sitting in a chair and playing video games is not a comfortable posture. Makes sense why I haven't seen you pop online. Yep. But you know who I have seen online? Michael. I've seen Michael on, I see, well, I see that you are on PlayStation frequently and you're playing a bunch of these sissy little baby games yes you... with a five-year-old <laughs> yeah well, why don't you tell that five-year-old to out of fuck this. up oh yeah. my God. <laughs> um honestly like if you ever want to play like just let yes. me know and i'll tell well just tell ask i i don't pay attention to like when friends are online i don't even know how to check that shit on playstation all right perfectly download honest, just... download dead by daylight okay do it right and, now and then let's see fine i'll i'll set up the playstation Chum. so i can do that because i i take it over to my girlfriends when i go visit there so cool when you pick her up <laughs> from kinder care just you know leave we it can connected and let's see seven eight ish tomorrow uh a.m i can do a.m uh, uh 11 a.m tomorrow oh wait 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 sorry I forgot tomorrow's Thursday. I usually pretend to try and do my research tomorrow. Finger um, guns? Maybe. Uh, what about 9? What about 9 p.m. tomorrow night? I can probably definitely do that. Okay. All right. You I'll let I- me know. Shane, if you are around at that time as well, feel free. It'll be fun. Uh, I'm going to be having screaming diarrhea. but 
Fair. Look forward to seeing you all. Just just pester me because I have the attention span and memory span of a dead goldfish. So I will remind you after I get back from work because I'm going to do some cool. things at the shop tomorrow. Quit making up afflictions, Snowflake. Speaking of work, you said that you work Tuesday now. So will that change recording schedule? Um, I have Wednesday nights off. Oh, okay, cool. So I... Perfect. I had the ability to kind of uh, amend my schedule, and it seems like with how Shane is operating, that Wednesday evenings are, are still kind of uh, the way to go. Because that's okay. when, Shane, you're still doing, you nod to respond. You can, you're doing Monday, Wednesday, Fridays? I have been, but at this point, I can basically float in whenever. Okay. I'm not if encumbered. You, okay, if you guys are still good with Wednesdays, let me know. If not, I can change it. It probably just won't go into effect for like two or three weeks. Wednesdays are perfectly fine for me. That way I have Tuesday nights off so I can like play cool. games if you want, or I can watch the million list of things that yeah. you guys want me to watch. Well, if yes. we are attempting to entice people into spending their hard earned daily dollars on listening to us do our fucking schedule planners, then we are yeah. losing this battle. So I think I'm happy to report I have finished the Zoom compression Perfect. of this week's episode. Yeah, because this is, yeah. And that is right, going right. to bring this. <laughs> you mean we stopped being funny and entertaining and went into business mode where we discussed plans? Would you call I that mean, business? <laughs> hey, when are we going to play some PlayStation together, Michael? Marin, <laughs> are you free? I play this week after I do poopsies because I got to spray that. Lovely. Ebony, I want to play PlayStation with you. PlayStation. No, I so fucking don't. PlayStation. Allah, Cadavra. Allah, Cadavra to all of you as well. So, for Disinformed After Dark, while we all prepare to die, I'm Shane. John. Wait. No, let's do this. I liked the, the template you set up previously, so let's transition since this is disinformed after dark. I'm Kevin Eldorado. I am Timothy Lone Cactus. And I'm Robert Greer. Suck it and see, baby. <laughs> <laughs>